Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Barry sent me a note about something happening in Ohio, and this is good news because most states have an attorney general. The attorney general often has a whole bunch of different jobs, but if you check their entire resume, someplace down near the bottom, it says, oh, and protect the consumers of your state. But quite often that falls by the wayside because it's not as flashy as some of the other things the AG gets to do. But, but... If they want to, they can do this, and sometimes it makes the news. So I would suggest that AGs around the country should watch a story like this and understand how much goodwill this creates for you and your office by protecting the consumers in your state. From the Columbus Dispatch, Danny King wrote, Ohio Attorney General sues three Columbus businesses, accusing them of bad practices. So the Ohio Attorney General, Dave Yost, has sued three businesses, all of them in Columbus, and accusing them of bad consumer practices. I've mentioned before, many states have got what they call an Unfair and Deceptive Trade Practices Act, or equivalent, and that can often be enforced by the consumer who's been wronged, or by the Attorney General. In an announcement last week, his office accused two Columbus contractors of performing bad driveway resurfacing work, and two used car dealerships of turning back odometers and selling salvaged vehicles without proper disclosures. Each of the business's practices left customers feeling dissatisfied and cheated, according to the office. The lawsuit against the contractors was filed in Franklin County Common Pleas Court, accused the contractors of violating the Consumer Sales Practices Act and the Home Solicitation Sales Act. Uh, The two... People named in the suit here renamed their business many times and had several different names that are mentioned in the lawsuit. So when they got in trouble with one name, they would simply change their name and continue doing business instead of changing their bad business practices. That's the allegation. So keep in mind here, there's two different statutes. And I know that in Michigan, it's the Consumer Protection Act that describes the things that merchants cannot do. And the Home Solicitation Sales Act addresses specifically sales that take place in the consumer's home. So if someone comes, knocks on your door, sits in your living room, and talks you into resurfacing your driveway, that transaction might be governed by two statutes, the Consumer Protection one and the Home Solicitation Sales one. Sadly, and this is a quote, sadly, the days of hiring a contractor with a handshake are over. Consumers need to be aware of contractors like these who change their name to hide shoddy work from the past. A good contractor will provide a cost estimate, a written contract, and references. Don't give away your hard-earned money to someone who won't do those things. And I've mentioned before, if you're going to hire somebody to put a roof on your garage or to do your, your driveway or your sidewalk or the siding on your house, Ask them, have you done a job for anybody else in this neighborhood or nearby that I can go look at? And if they have, they should be proud of their work and they should ask their previous customer, do you mind if somebody comes over and takes a look at what we did for you? And if it was a good relationship over there, then that shouldn't be a problem. So the lawsuit accuses the two of not fixing bad paving work and failing to offer a proper notice to consumers of their right to cancel their contracts. And this is one of those rare instances where you actually do have a grace period or a cooling off period within which you can cancel a contract. So in Michigan, as an example, in Michigan, if somebody knocks on my door 
and says, I want to come inside and demonstrate a new vacuum cleaner for you. And I say, come on in. Guy comes in, fires up a vacuum cleaner. I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing's amazing. I want to buy one. I agree to buy a vacuum cleaner from him or her. I think I said it was a him, but it could be either. And uh, the guy leaves. Under Michigan law, while he's there, he's got to provide me with a notice that says, because this sale took place in your home, you've got three days to cancel it, and here's how you cancel it. And by the way, if they fail to give you that notice, the three days doesn't start running until they do. Meaning that if they send you the stuff and whatever, you, you, you can cancel the deal months later if you want to, if they didn't notify you of it. But the problem, of course, is most people don't know that. And sometimes they're going to argue and say, no, we gave them the notice. So smart companies will have you sign a receipt for the notice itself. But many businesses like these don't want you to know that right exists. So the lawsuit accuses those two of not doing those things. And so the AG has asked the court to order them to reimburse the consumers and to pay civil penalties and court costs. Now, Yoast also sued uh, a dealership, an automotive dealership, out of Whitehall and one on Cleveland Avenue and their respective owners, accusing them of violating the Ohio Consumer Sales Practices Act the Certificate of Motor Vehicle Title Act, and the Odometer Rollback and Disclosure Act. The lawsuit also filed in Franklin County Common Pleas Court comes after his office, that's Yost's office, received 57 complaints about the dealerships. And just by seeing those statutes that they invoked here, you can guess this involves odometer rollbacks. And the uh, one regarding the titles, I suspect, is that they were selling vehicles that qualified to have branded titles, but they didn't get the branded titles. Or or another way that could work is if they got a title that was branded and washed it in some way to get rid of the title branding situation. These dealers went out of their way to make sure the customers had no idea what they were actually buying. Consumers didn't realize their car would come fully equipped with buyer's remorse. <laughs> Meanwhile, one of the dealerships is the subject of 39 complaints, according to the lawsuit. Many of those who filed complaints didn't know that they bought vehicles whose odometers had been rolled back, and 33 said they did not get the vehicle title at all, which is a problem. So one of the dealerships was the subject of 18 consumer complaints, most alleging odometer tampering, according to the lawsuit. And I like to throw this in in every video I mention odometer tampering, that I started writing for Jalopnik about nine or 10 years ago. And then shortly after that, I started doing a podcast. But when I started writing for Jalopnik, I mentioned that odometer tampering was something that was still widespread. And I would always get several people who would chime in and go, Steve, this just shows how out of touch you are. No one is tampering with odometers anymore. They used to back in the old days, old man, but not anymore. Um, guess what? probably happening now more than it did in the old days, youngster. So the AG's investigation determined that the dealerships also repaired vehicles that should have been totaled and sold them without telling customers. And some people are going to say, Steve, if I buy a car, it's wrecked, and I fix it, it's fine. I can sell it. Yeah, but there are laws in some states saying that certain circumstances, you have to disclose that fact to somebody. That's all we're saying here. So I know guys who bought a vehicle at, a, at an auction that was destroyed, straightened it out, 
got it plated legally and can drive it and drive it all day long, that's fine. But if you go to sell that vehicle to somebody, you may have to disclose, depending on what state you're in. Turns out in Ohio, you're supposed to disclose that. So the AG asked the court to make the uh, two people here reimburse their respective customers, pay fines and court costs, and not let them hold or apply for auto dealer or salesperson's licenses. He also asked the court to order one of them to return the money the title defect rescission fund paid to resolve the complaints. So apparently, Ohio has got a fund of money to help people who don't get the titles from dealerships to get their titles. And so that fund was used to help one of these people, at least one of them. And in that case, you can ask the court to force the person to reimburse that fund. So in case you're curious about any of this, you can always check out the Ohio Attorney General's website at ohioattorneygeneral.gov. And you may also want to check the Secretary of State's office in Ohio because they oversee many of these things. And you might say, but Steve, let me ask you this question. It's an in-depth question. The statute you're describing talks about consumer protection. Doesn't that say that a person can bring their own action? Yes, it does. So if a person brings their own action, they have an attorney and they win, the action also says that they'll get their attorney fees and court costs paid by the defendant if you win, right? Yes. So why would the AG in Ohio have to step in and do this? Why wouldn't attorneys just step up and go, hey, you know something? You got ripped off, I'll help you. Well, I'll tell you. One, one thing I know very, very well is in Michigan, our Consumer Protection Act got destroyed by our Supreme Court. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up the lug nut cases on my channel. I did videos on them. Our Supreme Court took an absurd position on, on a particular case involving the Motor Vehicle Service and Repair Act, but they've also destroyed the Consumer Protection Act. And the Consumer Protection Act case is much harder to get through, but the lug nut case will show you how they think. Okay, so that's why I send you that case. The two cases um, are, are on different statutes, but both statutes apply to automobiles in many ways. So anyways, the point though is this, that I used to represent consumers and go after anybody for anything that was a violation of the Consumer Protection Act. And I stopped for a couple reasons, one of which was our Supreme Court gutted it. But number two, a lot of times you can get a judgment against somebody and you can't collect. And so I, at one point in time, could have wallpapered my office with worthless judgments, some of them quite large, where a court said, yes, this defendant owes you and your client a pile of money, a pile of money to your client for their damages, a pile of money to you for your attorney fees, and none of it's collectible. And so it gets to the point where how hard is it to collect and is it worth it? And I did a lot of these for a long time simply because I wanted to help people. But somewhere along the line, I had to draw the line and say, well, if I'm not getting paid at all on these, uh, I got to start branching out and doing more lemon law, which does pay, and less of these. But the other thing here is the AG's office doesn't need to be able to recover the money for their attorney fees. They can ask the court for those fees to be ordered and paid, and I assume if they collect them, it goes into the state coffers, which is a good thing. But the primary thing here is that the AG doesn't need to self-fund on these cases, okay? So when I, a private attorney, am approached by somebody who says, hey, look, I hired these guys to pave my driveway, and they've since changed their name and skedaddled. Do you want to sue them for me? 
my first thought is, okay, if we can find them, and if and if we can somehow figure out a way that they didn't change their name and company entity properly, yeah, we can probably chase after them. How collectible are they? Are they collectible at all? And so a lot of private attorneys would not take these cases. So when the AG steps in, who's got all the financial backing he needs to take these things to the mat, that is fantastic. So again, I'm going to point this out that AGs around the nation need to look at this because this right here is a public relations win for a governmental office. So here the Ohio Attorney General has sued three Columbus businesses, accusing them of bad practices. And a couple of them had to do with driveways and a couple of them had to do with used car purchases. And it looks like there were at least 57 complaints about the dealerships and then a whole bunch of complaints about driveways. So they're doing a lot of good work here, taking care of a lot of people. So Danae King wrote that for the Columbus Dispatch. Barry sent me, thanks a lot. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost. Dave Yost sues three Columbus businesses, accusing them of bad practices. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Spend some time alone. There's so much you don't know about yourself.